0: This is Bulls Beat on the Unlimited Unloaded page. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Get ready to hear six goals from the men's team in Monday's exhibition win and a full preview of the women's regular season opener. Against LSU. If you missed it Wednesday morning on the streamed version of Bulls Beat here on the unloaded page, we can add some new information. As we remarked on the show, it did seem strange that the women's squad was starting off with six of its first seven games on the road when there were actually three straight Sunday road games with nothing in between. It seemed like, well, there were some fillable spots on the schedule. And indeed, Wednesday morning, the squad added two games to its schedule. Now it's against. Division Two St. Leo, that'll be Wednesday, August the 30th, and NAIA Florida College, that'll be on a Thursday, September the 7th. But two more chances to see the Bulls, and for what I understand, they may even be free to the public and also not televised. So absolutely, we'll be doing them on Bulls Unlimited. But check out the schedule. It's actually updated on GoUSFBulls.com. Now, as heard on Wednesday morning, if you missed it, a full preview of the women's regular season opener, at LSU, which going to be tough to beat, but not impossible. They actually did lose their first preseason game. They went out to Colorado, which is smart move. Played at the University of Denver. I've actually been to that field last year, actually, when my wife and I took a trip out there, and it's probably a good idea to test yourself against not only the stronger opponents, but the altitude, and they lost that game to a Pioneers team that should have made the NCAA tournament last year, but just came out short. Then they played at Air Force, and after being down one nothing at halftime, won 2-1. to one. Last season was interesting. They went 10-4-7. Seven. Yes, yeah, seven ties. Remember, before last year, the rule was changed by the NCAA, no more overtime, so you did not get that extra 20-minute period with which to perhaps win games, something the Bulls took great advantage up back in 2021 and in their 10 sec games they only lost twice but they tied four of them, including three straight 0-0 games. Because of the quality of the conference, those results actually got them into the NCAA tournament, and the Tigers easily won their first-round match against Lamar at home 3-1, to but then they went to Tallahassee, and that was the end of the line. They lost 4-1 to against a team that ended up making it to the national semifinals. LSU is, like I say, consistently good, but they've actually never made it to the Sweet 16, something the Bulls did did back in 2019. They can commiserate with the Tigers on one thing, a lot of season-ending losses in Tallahassee. We mentioned it happened last year. It happened twice before that in the last five years. Tigers return Ida Hermannstauter, who's from Iceland, as a freshman led them with seven goals. On 23 shots, which is a nice percentage, the shot leader by far is Molly Baker. She had four goals and six assists last year. She's definitely a name to watch out for. In two years at North Carolina, she had one assist, and then she went to LSU last year. And as I mentioned, four goals, six assists, and led them with 48 shots. Head coach is Cyan Hudson from Wales. They were 500 that first year, actually, 500 without winning an SEC game. So they finally got some wins in the conference two years ago, and then four two and four last year it is interesting if you go to the lsu website a couple of local ties george Fotopoulos, who was a club coach in the tampa bay area was actually the lsu coach from 2000 to 2004 went 15 and 6 in that first year with five conference wins but never more than two in his remaining four seasons and danielle Fotopoulos, coached one year at lsu the bulls and the tigers kicking off thursday night and I'll talk to Denise Shilty brown on Wednesday morning. We'll have that on our unlimited unloaded page for you. The Bulls will stay in Louisiana to play an admittedly less regarded opponent from a rankings perspective. But if you're going to go to Louisiana, go ahead and get in two matches. Then the Bulls will play next Thursday, their first home match of the regular season. The coaches poll for the preseason, which was unveiled on Tuesday and is quite interesting. First of all, the Bulls are the unanimous favorite to win the east division as unanimous as it can get because you're not allowed to vote for yourself every coach voted for the bulls to win the division then it's uab shortly behind them fau then east carolina charlotte and temple on the west side oh yeah looks like there's divisions and we'll find out exactly how that's going to work as far as conference tournament seedings but memphis which made the sweet 16 last year so they The Tigers deserve complete credit. They are not only favored to win their division in dominant fashion like the Bulls over SMU, and then it's a big drop-off to newcomers, North Texas, Rice, UTSA, and then in the cellar, Tulsa. But Memphis is picked by everybody. The only other vote to win the entire league was given to SMU, which is clearly given by Memphis's coach because you can't vote for yourself. The Bulls, in a very different situation, can claim respect and disrespect because Memphis is supposed to win the whole thing, but the Bulls are still picked to win their division. Men's soccer team will be curious to see where they're picked. Last year, of course, they went from being a below 500 team to being the number three seed for the conference tournament and eventually getting to host an NCAA tournament match. In that match, they scored four goals against Hofstra, which is a number they had never surpassed all year. All of a sudden, they're scoring four goals a pop. Last Thursday, they got that mark against Southeastern. And on Monday night, if you were listening, here's the highlights, surpassed it against UT. The last four years, the Bulls and Tampa have played in the preseason. In fact, they played in the preseason since 2005. But the last four years, the final score has been one nothing. So whoever got the first goal was in good shape. Well, the Bulls, brace yourself pun alert because a brace means two goals yeah more than one player would get two goals this is going to take a couple of minutes here are all the goals as heard on Bulls Unlimited Hesselmeyer with an interception oh good fake by Spengler to shake a defender and get to the center of the field oh perfect pass to Anderson he's gonna have a go and a goal Jalen Anderson what a move though by Spengler to get it to him and the Bulls have taken the lead in the 16th minute. Anderson with a very firm finish, but what a pass by Spengler. And really more, what a setup, because that first move was dazzling. Bob Pughorn is in, go, as in his forwards to press these... UT defenders, and there you go. A turnover and an instant pass by Spengler to Astorga. Can he find Anderson? Did he hold his run? He's in. And he is getting around the goalkeeper, and he sends it in. Once again, Spengler starts it. This time, Astorga with the middleman. And Jalen Anderson makes it, too. Oh, Astorga. The Bulls look to run the other way. He's got Spengler to his right. Good drop to Anderson. Goes left. Good. One touch by Kostanczyk, back to Astorga. Quick chip pass, it's away, but now Spengler onto it. And it could be a rebound goal, and it is. Spengler didn't handle it well, but he'll claim an assist. And you know what, I'm giving it to him. The goal will go to Lovarol Kostanczyk. Again, the Bulls just charging, bull speed ahead. Send it into Anderson, a real good chance for a third, and another save, headed attempt, and in. Wow, Kostanczyk, his second collection. And what placement there. Two for two for the Bulls as Jalen Anderson and Leno and the Kostanchek have two Bulls. each. Fifa to Wilkins. He's been great and continues to be that. This man can't be stopped. Max Wilkins scores every time he touches the ball. It's five to one. You know your confident win. As Fifa with a nice nifty delivery. Wilkins just sort of stopped the ball turn saw what he had didn't have a clear shot and he went upper 90 with it not with power but just with tremendous accuracy and curl good pickup bulls spengler steals the ball gets it up front and it goes out to wilkins again are you serious my man can't miss i'm pretty sure he's four for four shots and goals for the bulls it is 6-1, and we're not even five minutes into the second half. And that's where the score would finish. I feel like I should definitely tie up a loose end. If you listen back to the replay, you'll hear that we are fumbling for whoever their third goalkeeper was. I found out after the fact, first of all, his ID, and I guessed it once and should have stuck with that guess, but you just don't want to sit there and say a player is certain name and not be sure, but Augustine Lombardo is the name of the young man who was the third goalkeeper for the Spartans, and as we said on the broadcast, it certainly would have been 8 nothing Bulls minimum, if not for Lombardo. He made some tremendous saves. Also found out their original plan was to play each of their three goalies 30 minutes each. That's why Steele Arloski departed at about the half-hour mark. I thought he was being pulled for giving up three goals. That was not the case, so I wanted to make sure to correct and straighten out both of those situations that I'm sort of talking about at times during the replay. Of course, we do replay the matches plenty. I would say get out to Thursday's match for sure. It's going to be the last preseason game, last chance to see them before they head out to Washington for the first two matches of the season. And, oh, yeah, that is going to be not your typical environment for a preseason game. UCF is the opponent. They return not a ton of players from last year's team, but one big-time one their leading scorer and one of the top scorers in the country at one time, Luca Dorado. He's got 28 career goals, had at one time a seven-game scoring streak, ended up with 11 scores last season. This night's team has a ton of transfers. We'll talk more about it, obviously, on Thursday night's broadcast. We'll be on the air at around seven o'clock. For that while that's happening, we'll be keeping an eye on the women's team in Baton Rouge. And not sure how many women's Other scores will pass along to you in the conference, but it is a full opening night for the league. See that East Carolina is at Florida. Tulsa is at Norman, Oklahoma to play the Sooners. SMU goes to always good TCU. North Texas is out at UNLV, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on some of those scores for you. Saw that the women's golf schedule has been released. Team that, of course, had a historical season last year breaking records for actual scoring and making the NCAA tournament. They will play four events in the fall and five in the spring to get set for hopefully a return to the tourney. It'll all begin in the middle of September the 17th through the 19th at an event hosted by Wisconsin, the Badger Invitational. They'll go to Toledo, Tulsa and Coral Gables to wrap up the fall, the Hurricane Invitational, the last weekend of October. Spring schedule, they go to Boca Raton, Las Vegas, Augusta, Georgia. No, not the Augusta National, the Forest Hills Golf Club. And they, interestingly, go to Tucson in Arizona, which is where the National Championship Tournament is held. Bulls just missed qualifying for the Nationals last year. And then they'll wrap up April 7th through the 9th in Chattanooga. We'll talk to head coach, I'm sure, Erica Brennan, soon enough about that schedule. Same on the men's side. Steve Bradley's squad schedule was announced recently. Also, you can get it all at GoUSFBulls.com. If you've been checking out the USF women's basketball Twitter page, they're doing a great job, and they had during the summer, obviously, of keeping an eye on the Bulls that were playing in all the various European championships, in one case the World Cup, where Carla Brito in Spain barely lost to the United States in the finals, getting the silver medal. You also see a pretty cool introduction video for Kitiela Laxa, former bull three-point shooting standout from Latvia. She has played for several professional teams. She was originally drafted by the Seattle Storm. Thought she was coming back stateward, but that didn't work out. Still, she has just signed with the top team in Turkey, Venerbace, and. The USF Women's Basketball page, as I said, put out the video introducing her to those fans, and it was actually very slick if you want to go to at USFWBB. With all the material we've been seeing from both basketball teams, the summer summary of all of their training work on the men's basketball side will get you fired up. It does seem like the season's about to begin, but the actual official practices are not until October, and then we'll be ready to bring you basketball on Bulls Unlimited. But you know what? We're pretty busy with getting you set for football season and, of course, soccer and volleyball. Volleyball begins a week from Friday at Amelie Arena. I'm taking care of where I'll be set up to broadcast that match. And then the next night, the Bulls are playing the Florida Gators at the Yingling Center. So it's all happening, and we love talking about it here on Bulls Beat. On Friday's show, we'll recap the women's soccer season opener. We'll have some new football audio for you as well. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Derek Sharp.